today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. 19 years ago today. It's one of those moments in history where everybody remembers exactly where they were, what they were doing, and how they reacted. Uh, I was just getting ready to go to work and uh, had the, ra- the TV on in the bedroom, and uh, it was uh, it was a shock. I mean, you, you, first of all, we heard a story that an, a plane had crashed into one of the World Trade Center towers, and uh, probably in everybody's mind, they had this picture of a small Cessna or some you know pleasure craft or something like that. I don't think anybody understood the magnitude of that, let alone the people that were actually in the building. Uh, it was a day that uh, will never be forgotten. Aaron Katursky has this report. New York City Police Commissioner Dermot Shea remembers the smell and the smolder. Picture midnight, the fire burning, the haze, the smell and everything else. It was the day after 9-11 when Shea approached the wreckage from the south. You come through and now you just see that image and that, that'll be burned on my, my memory till, till the day I die. The NYPD is remembering 23 police officers who died on September 11th. More recently, twice that many have died of COVID-19. Shea said he's thinking of loss, perseverance, and rebuilding. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. Everybody has their own story, and our next guest certainly uh, one that we want to hear as well. Alinda Kiss is a clinical associate professor of finance at the University of Maryland. Uh, she was there uh, and, and survived and is here to tell her story. Alinda, thank you so much for the time. Glad you could join us on the program today. Glad to be here, and I think it's really important. You know, it's been 19 years that people pay attention and remember. Absolutely. Uh, maybe you could give us a little background. What were you? Uh, what brought you to the towers that day? Was that where you were working? Or I was at a con- conference for the National Association for Business Economics, ah. and uh, it has a meeting every September or October. And this year, it was scheduled to be at the World Trade Marriott which was the lobby of which was attached to the lobby of World Trade One, the so-called North Tower, and so mm-hmm. it was right between the two towers. So, as, as we recall, it was a beautiful sunny day, a beautiful September day in New York City, uh, and a day like every other day, I guess, and, and you know, what, what expectation of, did you have? I mean, it was just, you were at a convention, probably excited to be part of that and looking forward to the agenda that day. Then what happened? Well, we, I had just been elected to the board, So, therefore, I made certain I was at every meeting, and we had a breakfast meeting with uh, someone from Morgan Stanley scheduled to speak, and we're sitting at, you know, the tables waiting for him to speak, and we hear a loud boom, and the chandelier was shaking. We didn't have any idea what's going on. So, uh, the... uh, Someone comes into the room, a security guard, and says a small plane hit... Uh, I didn't say a small plane. A plane hit World Trade One, and uh, we need to go out through the bar, through the bar, the tall ship's bar, because uh, there's debris falling. And just a little bit earlier, a, um, a Yankees a pitcher who had been a Philadelphia Phillies pitcher had crashed his small plane. And I remember that. That's what it was. Yes. That, and that's exactly the picture that was conjured up in my mind when I heard the story, first of all, as, as it, it clearly was with yours. Because you're right, it was not too long before that, uh, that somebody was off kilter and, and had lost their, their instrumentation or something like that and crashed into an apartment building, I think it was at that particular time, uh, and uh, tragically. Uh, and that was what we thought. Uh, nowhere in anybody's imagination did I think we'd ever think it would be uh, to the magnitude that it was, because airplanes aren't supposed to be flying that low, especially over that part of Manhattan. Absolutely right. So, 
when you got out, I mean, uh, they, they evacuated you right out of the building at that point? Yes, they asked us to leave the building, and we all left, and we started walking towards the river, and uh, we and you know the, the Hudson. And mm-hmm. just, uh, one of my fellow board members said to me, "You know, my wa- they mentioned debris. My wife was going to take a walk this morning. Would you mind walking back with me?" So we turned around and started walking, and we were just in, across the street when I see a plane hit right in the middle of World Trade to the South Tower. And I'm saying, oh, my God, this is not an accident. This is a big plane. This is on purpose. We're not going to be able to get back in the building where I had, of course, my computer and my briefcase and my clothes and everything. So you saw the second plane hit. You were looking right up in the sky when that happened. I was not looking in the sky because I I saw it hit. Right? I mean, every time I describe it i put my hand one hand pointing right into the middle of the other because it was just so shocking to see an on-purpose strike not a a, an act terrible accident and a big plane i mean it was just scary and for many weeks after i used to have to drive between to past the newark airport and every time i'd see a plane coming in slowly for a landing i would like rethink what was going on that time and seeing that plane hit. So it was it was pretty awful. And then the we fear, started seeing... I'm sorry, yeah? Yeah, you started to see the, the first responders coming, and, and obviously the... No, uh, well, before that, I'm seeing uh, people, like, falling or jumping, and that was, was that was also scary before we saw first responders. Yeah, there were some dramatic pictures that were taken of, uh, and and again, we we don't know. I mean, some people were forced out of the building; others decided that, that rather than face the uh, the inferno, uh, we've heard stories of both. But uh, the the carnage and the, the 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 atmosphere there must have been just overwhelming. It was. It was, and it was just. It was like nothing you can I could ever imagine. It was just such a shock and. To, to think someone's using a plane to go into the middle of the building, and so every you know the first one was up was top of the building. You figured an accident. This one clearly on purpose, a big plane, and people weren't going to be able to get out who were in the second building because they were you know if you were above the middle of the building. Exactly. So. You were outside at this stage, and you saw this second plane hit. Uh, right. And I, I know that the famous quote, of course, uh, when George W. Bush, of course, the president, was down in Florida with an elementary school, actually, uh, and one of his aides came over to him and said, Sir, we're under attack. Um, rather dramatic statement, but very true as it turned out. Did you have any sense at all as you saw what was unfolding uh, in front of your eyes, Alinda, that, that this was of the magnitude that it was? I mean, it was tragic in and of itself, but, but that this, uh, that this was, there was something else going on. Were you concerned that, this, that there was, that wasn't the end of it? No, I mean, I, I really didn't know. And so we, because we knew we were going to be back in the building, we all just, you know, a lot of us decided to walk. And I used to work at City, uh, City, Corp in New York, and so I said, let's walk and get get out of this area a little bit. And um, so we, someone suggested we walk right by the embassy suites. We're all in business suits. We could probably go up to their conference level and be able to use bathrooms and maybe use uh, telephones because no one's cell was working. The tower mm-hmm. was on it was on uh, world the World Trade Center and 
we couldn't use cells, so we went in, you know, to use bathrooms and stuff. And when I'm in there, there's a, a bar on that level after uh, come out of the restroom, and they're say, talking about the Pentagon. And we're going, what the heck is going on? It was just crazy. And and then um, we come out, and you know, we're just sort of milling around by the embassy suites, and police are saying, you, you really ought to get out of the area. And then... The loudest sound I've ever heard in my life. We all started running. We thought it's another plane, and it was World Trade II, the South Tower collapsing. I mean, hardly any time after it was hit in the middle, it just collapsed. Just everything very scary. That had to be surreal. I mean, these two magnificent towers that have been there for so long, uh, and to actually see them crumbling. I, I we've, We were covering that. I was doing TV news at the time, and obviously we're watching the monitors, and uh, and we saw the fires, and we thought how tragic this is. But when you started to see the building actually start to fall down, and and you were there on the ground, so I mean you witnessed it and saw uh, some of the concern and some of the fear an awful lot of people had because as that building started to fall, of course the debris went for blocks and blocks, didn't it? Yes, debris went, but people were running so fast, people ran out of their shoes. I mean, we're, you know, I'm with a large group because having worked in New York, people asked, you know, can you get us kind of out of here? And I said, well, we'll head towards. Uh, take uh the path train which is the uh which would take you out except of course none of the trains were going mm-hmm. but we we headed north and uh by the time we got to the greenwich village area which was a couple miles i guess from there yeah. that's when we saw world trade one going down and it looked like the type of designed implosion to go down. I didn't see World Trade 2 fall because I just heard it. I was right there, but I did from a distance see World Trade 1, and it was crazy. And then you just saw all the the fire and and the smoke, I guess. You didn't see fire, but you saw smoke all over, and as you mentioned, debris um, all over. Uh, And I, I suggested going north. The people who went south really got overwhelmed with the the, um, I don't know what you call it, not just debris, but the, the air was much worse going south than going north. And I said, let's head towards the river because if things get worse, we can, you know, the Hudson may be dirty, but we can at least jump in the river and be safe from mm-hmm. a fire. Yeah, the the, the, crazy. the the soot, uh, the smoke uh, that was just overwhelming. Right. I know people were just overcome. We saw... It looked like, well, what you see after a volcanic explosion. I mean, you know, the, the, the ash all over the place, and that's what you saw there. I, we should maybe mention to our, for those that maybe haven't been to that part of Manhattan, uh, it's very difficult to see something. Like even the World Trade Center, you'd think, well, there's two tall buildings, but you're surrounded when you're on the street there, surrounded by tall buildings, and it's, it's awfully hard to get a good visual, visual look at, at something like this. So you, you heard the first, the second tower go down, didn't see it, but you were far enough away, I guess, when the first tower decided, uh, fell apart that you, you actually got a look at that. Yes, I did. And I wish to mention also that just two days earlier, um, my husband had come in for the weekend and then left. We went up to the top of the World Trade on the observation deck, and he was had never been up there. Um, I had been there many times because I worked nearby, and mm-hmm. he was, like, just astonished and took a, a roll of film, 25 photos, and none of which, you know, most from up top, but some of it. And we said, you can never take any of those pictures ever again you know because it was just just surreal to see it and i mean when we let finally got out and you saw like the in the distance it's smoldering 
and we yeah. saw the uh, we saw the, the 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 legions of people that were as as you were uh, evacuated from that area, going across the bridge, uh, t- trying to get out of harm's way, uh, because we just didn't know, I guess, at that time, just how extensive uh, the damage was and uh, and the loss of life that was happening. Uh, but you you did try to marshal people away, then got them into safety away from from some of the dangerous right. areas. Uh, exactly. Heading heading north, I said, let's go. Well, I suggest, no, I had originally suggested let's go to Penn Station and take the train out. And people said, well, some of uh, we don't want to go that far. And that's why I said, well, let's just yeah, that was a, the that's, that's a bit of a walk, isn't it? To go, well, that's where we ended up. But yes, that's why I said, let's go to the village and take the PATH train a mile or so. You know, not, not nearly so far, but of course, nothing was running underground. And we eventually got to Penn Station. That wasn't running either when we first got there. Let me ask you about the impact that this has. Obviously, I think a lot of us were in shock just watching this, even if we were just watching it from afar. But you were right there. Uh, that obviously has a lasting impact on you. Uh, it's been 19 years since that happened. Uh, do you think about it often? Does it does it does it come up in your mind? Do you? How how did it long term have an impact on you? Was there uh, there, but for the grace of God, go I? I mean, thank God you were low enough that you were able to evacuate out of the building before other people were able to do that. Right. Well, I was really lucky. I was at the ground floor in a ballroom, and yes, exactly there, but for the grace of God, go I. And uh, just last night we had um, a meeting that we have every year with some of the survivors of the hotel, and early on we were told. No one, no one died in it. But we learned later that a number of people, including some, you know, responders, died. And um, I just have two other things you've asked about what it's like um, afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, what my thoughts were. Uh, we had another National Association for Business Economists meeting in February, and those of us who were hadn't had seen one another since we all left were all just did a big group hug, and everyone was just so thrilled to see, you know, one another who we had no idea who survived, who didn't. So I can tell you my family's reaction. I was trying to reach my husband, and I went and I managed to find a payphone in the village when I was a little further away from World Trade. And when I went into the building, my cell phone finally rang, and it was my sister, but I didn't realize it was my sister. She said to me, Oh, thank God. And I said, who is this? And it was my sister in, from the Detroit area. And until then, it didn't really hit me that this was, na- you know, national news. Mm-hmm. I mean, that sounds crazy. But, you know, I worked in New York for many years, and I was working. At that point, I was teaching at Rutgers, and I, as I said, I was just the other side of the river in Newark teaching. And so I kind of thought of it as really local. And the only person I was concerned that would know where I was was my husband, but and I thought, well, he won't be paying attention to the radio. I'll wait and get a hold of him. But I had no idea the impact nationally. Of, no, of you well, yeah, because you're right in the middle of it. I mean, you, you know, you'd heard about the Pentagon situation, of course, uh, but even then there was a, a shortage of, of details and facts about that. And uh, we heard about the Pennsylvania crash, of course, sometime after that. And uh, the greater concern that we were hearing right across North America then was where, where else, what else is going to happen here? Uh, and and that, you know, nothing did as as it turned out. But I mean, that, the tragedy was was there, uh, right in front of our eyes and unfolding. Uh, it may sound like a silly question, but I know that this. I, I've talked to other people that were in one of those, and actually had to run down a number of stairs when they they survived. Uh, 
a fear of, of, of heights, a fear of tall buildings right now. Do, do you have that? Are you, are you concerned yeah. when you're at, at, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a skyscraper now? No, I am not concerned about being a skyscraper. As you pointed out, I was already on the ground floor. Yeah. So, I mean, I still like being in skyscrapers. Uh, when uh, my, my family came to visit, we went to New York. Uh, we went to the top of the Empire State Building. And we, uh, I was in a conference in Malaysia and went to the top of those Twin Towers in oh, yeah. Kuala Lumpur. No, not at all. Um, for a while, I really did have a problem. Um, I guess like everybody says, the post-traumatic stress syndrome, and somebody sure. who I spoke with last night said, you know, there are some medical impacts that people have had. And, you know, I noticed them that I am getting a bit hard of hearing, and I don't know if that is from from World Trade, from the loud sounds or what. And that's just what some other people are saying, and they say there's a, a World Trade cough and other things, so you don't know. But... I just, right after, had the next day when it sort of really hit me, I had to get away from it, had to do things that were not related. But when I, I had a goal to get these people to safety, and by the time I got home, my husband said I was like stone because I'm someone that I guess usually does well in a difficult situation, and it wasn't until after... I'm safe and everything's fine. That uh, then it hit me, and it's I'm very. Well, you're, you're working on adrenaline theory. as it's happening, aren't you? Exactly, working on adrenaline. And then you're and just there, physically and emotionally drained when it's all over. You're absolutely correct. That you put the words in my mouth. I mean, you took the words <laughs> out of my mouth. Uh, Linda, we're so glad you had some time to talk to us about this today on this uh, this anniversary of this tragic situation. Uh, we're so glad that you survived it and that you were able to help other people to get away from the immediate danger that happened uh, right there as at Ground Zero, as we now know it. Uh, and, and I know it's a, it's a memory that will never leave you, nor should it, I That's think. Right. I think we all need to remember exactly what happened uh, and be vigilant about that in just about every way. Th- thank you again for this. I really can appreciate I, you sharing your thoughts. Say- Go ahead. Well, I want to just say one thing. In uh, January of 2002, I get a phone call in my office. It was one of the volunteer firemen, and he said he was. they were going through the debris, and they found my laptop. I said, oh, great, can I have it back? He said, no, it was destroyed. However, he says my business card was still white, and because my last name was Kiss, and at that point I was teaching at Rutgers, that's why he called me there, because he said he had lost 16 of his fellow volunteer fire people, and he wanted to talk to a survivor. So I want to say how grateful I am to the police and fire and the health care workers who uh, came and and re- rescued many people. I, I didn't need rescuing, but the police directing us was really important. And, of course, we should be really grateful to all the health care workers and police and fire Absolutely. dealing with COVID. As you have pointed out, it is been so much more people dying than we did that did in World Trade. Exactly, so and a, a crisis really that we're all still dealing with. Of those people who helped us. Well, we still have that vision and the stories from people like yourself that did survive. Of as people were running out of the building, the first responders were running in, and some of them, sadly, never came out. Uh, Alinda, thank you again for your time today. Really appreciate it. Stay well. I hope things go well for you. 
Thank you very much. I appreciate you letting me share my story. Uh, very, very appreciative of you, too. Thank you. Alinda Kiss, of course, uh, survivor from uh, the World Trade Center in Tower One 19 years ago today. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.